Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, here it is. The child of Sylvania! Hulkamania is running west! My God, what a Coronavirus. 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 Coronavirus! The world is not in the same position it just was, but we're back to help you feel just a little bit better about being stuck inside for so long. You're back with Tackle Drop Down Leapfrog, TDL for short. My name is Merv Christian. Christian, how you feeling? I'm good, brother. How you been? I've been better, man. I've been better. Look, I don't want to be a downer. I'm not that kind of guy. I want to be positive. I love pro wrestling. I don't know why I love it, but I have as long as I can remember. But I got to say like this, pro wrestling without a, a crowd in the arena is kind of like dinner theater without the actors. You're just left with dry chicken. And I don't feel like watching dry chicken every Monday night. So I have to give credit to AEW for actually trying different things. You know, they shot with the entranceway in front. They had the wrestlers in the crowd uh, two dynamites ago. So I give them credit for at least trying some things. But with WWE, it was just a blue light over an empty crowd. Wasn't big enough. And, and it, was really, it was really weird because like, it'd be different. My thought process was, they should definitely be trying to make it more of a fight and less of a show if there's gonna be no crowd in there anyway. I don't need, you know, uh, Nikki Cross banging on the steps trying to hype up a crowd that isn't there. I don't need certain extra things being done. If it was really a competition, and there's really nobody there to watch, you're not doing an extra pop of circumstance. It should be more of a fight. But you really get to see how much on autopilot these wrestlers actually are during all of this, because you'll see when they come out, whether it's AEW or uh, WWE, when the wrestlers are coming out, they instinctively look to the crowd to do their little spot, do the little entrance thing, and you can see them kind of go to do it and realize, oh, there's nobody here. Like Edge did that when he came out on that first Raw. He looked out and realized, oh, nobody was there and just looked straight to the ring. So it, it is kind of funny to see the quirks. That's one thing I am enjoying with it. I mean, it is yes and no, but I mean, you saw the footage, y'all saw the footage of them going to commercial and everybody just kind of chilling, having a coffee break in the middle of the ring. You know, now don't be wrong. I'm not saying you should do that, but I mean, you could. That's not where you maybe could put a headlock on for three and a half minutes. Yeah, that that was kind of that was kind of bougie. Uh, maybe bougie is not the right type of word there, but it was definitely I would definitely blame the director, or whoever was in charge of that match, who told them to stop wrestling because that was ridiculous. Especially when you know you have an international feed that doesn't have the same commercial break schedule as America does. I don't want to rag on them too much. It's a weird scenario. Nobody's been in this scenario willingly. Nobody's had a billion dollar company that's had to perform in front of nobody, you know, uh, but it's a show. I want to move on that to say, did you watch uh, SmackDown last week? Uh, say that again? Did you happen to watch SmackDown last no, week? No, I haven't watched SmackDown since the very first SmackDown on, uh, on Fox. Like I haven't watched SmackDown since. For the sake of the show, you gotta start watching these things. <laughs> no, but, I know. Um, it's just Friday nights is so weird to me to go back to Friday nights. I, I, I forget it too, and I usually come back on Hulu and watch it on Saturday or something, because fr Friday night I, I'm in a blur. I don't know what's going on, and next thing I know, it's already Sunday morning. I don't know. Uh, but um, they try to do something a little more cinematic when they had, you know, Elias come out and confront Baron Corbin, and, and they did the whole thing, the whole throwing off the top of the of the rampway spot, not rampway, the. Um, there's like this, uh, the crow's nest that's above the announcer's table uh, for NXT in the performance center. Uh -huh. and, he, and he threw them over here and they kind of played with the angles a bit because they can reshoot it. And I think that's going to be a testament to how they're probably shooting or have already shot WrestleMania. And I'm thinking it's going to be like a way, a way more of the last year version of Lucha Underground for this WrestleMania. But it's kind of the way you have to go. Like you have to do something creative you have to change things you don't have that crowd anymore so i would love for them to do something more lucha underground style where it's actually they're building a story i really want i pretty much want a spanish soap opera with wrestling in english i mean you're not going to get that for the biggest show of the year things have been set in motion that you're not going to get that but i mean at least 
certain ways they're putting it. They got a lot of gimmick stuff going on. You know, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, uh, you know, uh, 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 was it Firefly Funhouse match? Obviously, is going to be Papa Circumstance, Smoke and Mirrors. Same thing with an AJ Styles, Undertaker, Boneyard match, Papa Circumstance. I really want to see what's going to happen with the more grittier wrestling-based matches, such as a Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler or Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. There's only but so many things you can throw out there as far as being in front of a no crowd is concerned when it's in a wrestling match and not a sports entertainment spectacle. Brock versus Drew won't go that quick, but I think Becky and Shayna actually will deliver something entertaining because they have, especially Shayna Baszler, she has that fighting mentality. So with no crowd there, nothing, I'm sure they can get creative with you know, the chairs or whatever they put in the performance center. So I have faith in that match. I'm interested to see what they do with Goldberg and Braun Strowman if they go that route because that should be fun. Ah, oh, man, I... I... Am I, okay, so who am I supposed to not be rooting for? I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing at this point when it comes to those two as far as should I hope Goldberg beats Braun Strowman, who you've made me want to love for these last few months, or am I hoping that he beats up the old man Goldberg? How am I supposed to even – I think that was a bad decision. I know you want Goldberg to fight somebody big, you know, but I still think it was a bad way to go. I think those other guys, they could have they gave that spot. They should have gave it to Matt Riddle. But WWE doesn't have the balls to do that, and I don't blame them for not doing it. But I would have liked to see Matt Riddle versus Goldberg at Mania. That would have made me pay nine ninety nine. I'll give you this: if Goldberg goes over on Braun Strowman in any way, shape, or form, and it's like, like it is like four and a half minutes, I'm going to say they should have went with Matt Riddle. But if Braun Strowman wins it and becomes dual champion, then I re- I take back what I said. Do you think Goldberg hits Braun Strowman with a jackhammer? No, you gotta ask me a better question. Do I think do I think he attempts it and almost kills the both of them? Sure. <laughs> but am I gonna see but am I gonna see him lift them like he lifted the giant? No, no. I think they're gonna attempt it. I think I think they are because they are taping it, they have enough they can do it enough times to make it look good at different angles. So I think they're going to do it. That's gonna be the big finish, is him doing that and beating Strowman. They can, they can use fishing wire. They can use all types of uh, tomfoolery and camera tricks for this. They can use CGI, man. CGI. First of all, this is this is the Transformers movie, and I think you're forgetting that Perez have somewhat of an ego, and I don't think that Goldberg is going to be the. No matter, he's done a lot of movies, but I don't think he's going to be the guy to go. Okay, we're going to try to run this 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 one spot about six times until you get it right. I don't think they'll use trip wire. Because uh, they use trip. If I see a wire, Christian, if I see a wire, goddammit. <laughs> oh, that I, would, that I, would be amazing. Not going to lie. But but there's nothing you can do. You could always have, you know, you know. I mean, I, I don't know who would help. You could have a Shinsuke Nakamura or a Sami Zayn come out and help Goldberg win. That way it protects everybody in the match, yada, yada, yada. But I just want to see how, how cinematic they're going to try to shoot, you know, like I said, a Shayna Baszler or a Becky Lynch match when you don't have the supernatural, you don't have the, the you know, the legendary, it's just, it's just two people just having a match with nobody there. See, and, and this brings up a good point with WWE and their augmented reality. I really think they should have done a fake crowd. Do you want to see that? I mean, it would have been, try something. Give me something that you're trying. Just don't throw everything in the trash that you're I'm thinking gonna, of. I want, I want I'm going to be honest with you. I, I had an idea, and this was before they got it on that on that pastor uh, for having the the congregation there at the at the super church, or whatever, at the mega church. Uh-huh. Uh, but before that happened, I was strongly suggesting, like, look, you got like a hundred guys on payroll that all live in Orlando that go to the performance center. You take the guys who are old. You check everybody's temperature at the door, and you put guys there, and you just make your own crowd. They can bring their girlfriends along, test the girlfriends too, I don't care, and you make a crowd just for the sake of this thing. Unfortunately, because of the whole you can still get it, even if somebody isn't showing symptoms thing, yeah, they can't do that. Now, if you could figure out a way, if I think you could put like two mannequins in between every person, and that's about six feet apart. 
I think that would be a good way of doing it, but they won't do that. I mean, what do you do? I mean, uh, I mean, did you watch? Did you watch this uh, previous uh, Dynamite on Wednesday? Not this last one. No, I did not. So they didn't have the crowd, the the wrestlers around the ringside like they did the week previous. So what they did was they had, I think it was Billy Gunn's son, Billy Gunn, an announcer, and maybe Sean Spears. I'm not sure. But they had four people in a room betting all the matches use that noise to pipe in for the lack of crowd noise. And at some points, it didn't feel foreign, and it helped me concentrate on the match. So having, even if it's just a couple people, like, you know how WWE does the uh, live stream where they have wrestlers watch? If they do that and just pipe that noise in, I think that will even help add in a little bit something for Mania. bother me because I've watched enough Japanese matches that it's perfectly fine if there's if there people aren't aren't going crazy in there. It's just the no it's just the, the idea of there being nobody in there. And all I can think about is like, oh if it, you know if it's like the, the whole thing if a WrestleMania happens but nobody's around to watch it, did it really happen? <laughs> and that's the thing, like they, they could have postponed it, but you know, you gotta make that money somehow. And I mean, it is what it is. We gotta deal with it and I just hope that they actually do you know do something that's memorable like the other I think there was like three other empty arena matches I could think of off the top of my head so hopefully they make something, something memorable I don't I know it's risky man the whole thing's risky to me I mean because it could be great but like but but in short spurts it's two nights I don't think you pull off two four hours cinematic Wrestlemania's it's too long. The novelty wears off. Oh, oh! shame on you for thinking these are only going to be four hours long. This will be t- it's two four-hour nights. You told me it's going to be more than eight hours of wrestling in those combined two days? Isn't there, like, pre-shows? I don't even know because because the, the card has changed so much. I don't know what they have recorded. I refuse to watch spoilers because I'm a frog away from not watching the whole thing anyway. So if a spoiler's come into play, I might just say, screw it. It's already pre-taped. Watching it, whatever, does not make a difference. Well, I mean, that's, it's edited. That's going to be edited. That's the honest truth. None of these matches are live. None, none of these, half of these people are even going to be in Orlando. Most of them are going to be down back in Tampa. They're, they're already back now. So they've already finished filming. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, I mean, really, you don't watch the day of. You're just really watching the day of until you can watch what everyone else is watching at the same time. That's it. You're just watching to be part of the crowd. But, but, but my thing is, and I don't know if you've run into this, but it seems to me personally that if I go, yo, man, I can't wait for this takeover. I'm so hyped for this pay-per-view, whatever it is. I can't wait to watch it, and I'll watch it, and nobody else sees it. Nobody else talks about it. Nobody makes a word about it. Nobody. But the moment I go, eh, I could miss this backlash. Who really cares? That night, my phone blows up with, if you've ever even thought about watching wrestling, You've seen this backlash, and you need to spoil it for me. Oh, man, Mark, I have not watched this since 1998 with the Harvey Boys and Lena. And, oh, my God, I watched it, and it was great. I'm like, that's crazy because I watched WrestleMania, and nobody said nothing. That's bananas. So, so the idea of me going to watch this thing live is going to piss me off, but I'm watching it live, and nobody says anything about it. I mean, that's how WWE's been mainly lately is that you watching something on the TV and you, nobody's really talking about. So that's not going to be anything new. Now it's just going to be, you know, a lot of boring matches with no crowd and WWE probably giving us the same thing they've normally given us. So, but if they, if they pull one out of their hat and make something really creative, I will definitely, you know, wear the, uh, the hat of shame and say I was wrong, but I don't foresee that to be honest. And I hate being a Debbie Downer no. on it, but it, that's the way it is. It's only because they've been so hush hush with everything. I don't know what's coming, and 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 it makes me nervous because because it's 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 so different and it's so it's so out of the ordinary. And normally, usually, this is what wrestling builds up. Oh man, it's something never before seen. We've never done this before. Something like you've never seen before. Blah blah blah. Yaggedy schmaggedy, you know. But then, but then you're so secretive about it that like eventually I go, oh, 
well, the world's in peril. I got bigger things to worry about. Uh, I pitched an idea and I sent I sent it through to them to Twitter and I know no I ever saw it. It doesn't matter anyway. But back in the mid nineties, uh, watching TGIF, we used to have these nights where you can get like the three D glasses from like Wendy's and stuff. You can watch it in pseudo three D. And you can watch something in like pseudo three D. And I'm like, well, it'd be a nice gimmick to have. You have the money to do it. Why not just shoot the thing in three D? Uh, that would work, but then it would involve people probably going out to get something from a store somewhere and the whole social distancing thing wouldn't work out. So No, you could do it. I mean, I mean, I mean, you could you could make it easy. I know they got the, like you go, hey, it's a Target or somewhere. People have stores anyway. I know they got stuff at Walmart. I know they got they, they just say, hey man, you know, grab these glasses. Don't even make them expensive. Not at all. Don't even make them expensive or anything. But just saying it, it, it at least if that something like that would help distract me from the fact that there's gonna be no crowd and build that much more anticipation. Especially when you have a situation where you have a bit you you have a movie a movie production company under your belt and you have these guys like the fiend like an undertaker where it's going to be a bunch of smoke and mirrors anyway tell me right now the idea of, listen they just said hey by the way everything's going to be whatever but we're going to do the firefly funhouse match with john cena in 3D would you not be super excited i would i would definitely be excited for that and if they really if they had to got to go through or something like that Absolutely, but I mean, it's WWE. Like they have Matt Hardy. They had Matt Hardy, excuse me, and they just—it's like everything great they have, they dropped the ball with. So I'm not expecting much. I don't expect much either because you know it's it, in, innovation is a grind. It's not a you know from for some people, but they gotta they gotta really because. Cause I'm teetering, man. I'm teetering. Like I was already telling, 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 telling my wife and everything. I was like, "Yo, man, I love pro wrestling, bro. You know, but there's, there's enough stuff I can just watch on the network, you know, that I don't have to watch anything new anymore. I could probably just chill out and maybe just tone down my wrestling in general. And then on top of that, you add in this whole empty arena thing, and I'm like, oh, so nothing matters anyway because we're building towards essentially nothing. Takeover is not just a regular episode of NXT. I don't know what the hell they're doing cinematically while they're WrestleMania. And Blood and Guts probably will never happen. So, uh, so it's not. So, I mean, I've never, I've never lived in a world where I'm watching wrestling that is building to nothing. This reminds me of WMAC Masters. Oh, my <laughs> Jesus. It's just fighting, no crowds. Nothing and cinematic WWE could definitely do something like that, and I, they could even do the old uh, South Park regional wrestling thing, you know, and really make it something great. And ah, uh, you could do so much if they just didn't love the small brown parts. Uh, I agree, Judge Brissett, and I do love WMAC Masters, and and you know, but at least their season finale ended on a cliffhanger, which we never got an answer to. Oh, it's God, you told the whole ninja, the star got stolen and everything. Oh, such a great and, and, and Tsunami to, and, and, and Tsunami turned evil and he went with his brother and the, on the dark side, the red dragon, whatever it was. We need to find the WMC Masters like episode for episode and do a podcast recapping that because I think that would be a, I mean, it would probably be really corny. Oh my God, I can imagine. Bro, crazy bro, bro the, the first heel thing I've ever seen, I, 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 and we're not going to, we're not going to take a big junk a big junk of this time talking about just WMAC Masters. <laughs> but I got to mention the fact that they had this one storyline, which I've seen them try to recreate just by coincidence in other wrestling promotions. But there was this guy, I believe his name was Tiger Claw, and he was an older fighter. And he's like, yo, man, I'm not going as fast as I could be. I should be going faster than I am. And and I'm trying to remember if it was, if he was either – it was I think it was he couldn't win the fight against all the extra little ninjas I was running around. So he took some sawdust from the Wild Wild, the Old West set, and threw it in the eyes of I think he was fighting like Cyborg, and then and then just cheated. And I was like, "What? What the heck is going on?" And he just and I I'm saying this now, but I, my mind like, "Oh man, did he just turned heel." Like that's bananas. <laughs> and then, see, that's great storytelling. It's like he's got to take that extra bit in order to get the win. And it's is it the determination or is it? You know, being desperate. That's great storytelling. I haven't seen WWE do that in years. Since, like, Shawn Michaels and Jericho. And Shawn Michaels was painting the knee injury. 
I get, but I, I'm saying, and it's because, like we said before, they have to serve so many masters. Yeah, yeah. They can't please everybody. But it, it's hard when, like, I gotta go. Okay, you've given me, you've given me this chicken salad. Uh, I don't like tomatoes. I don't like lettuce. Uh, I don't like black olives. I don't like feta cheese. And the chicken you gave me is raw. The fuck am I supposed to eat? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good analogy for it. They can do so much, and it's, they always it's it just seems like they're afraid to do something, and that's why I'm really hoping that they break out of their bubble and realize where they're at because there's so much more they could do, so much more they could do. I got you. It's just tough, and I'm watching it, and I'm trying to figure out. You know, I'm, I'm trying to go. Okay, well, I can bite my, I can sink my teeth into this storyline or this storyline or this storyline, but I do want to do, I do want to do, and I want to do a new segment. Okay, called past and present. Can we do the segment with real, real quick, Christian? Absolutely. Okay, I want you to answer the question. So I'm going to give you a situation from the past, and I'll give you a situation from currently, and you tell me what the fuck. Okay. All right? All right. So I'll paint you a picture. Uh, there's a young upstart, uh, you know, a little cocky, you know, uh, hangs out with a group of, of soon-to-be legends, uh, you, know, you know, beats up a couple other legends, uh, you know, um, but just as he reaches the pinnacle and becomes the youngest world champion in history, it's going to be this beautiful moment. You know, uh, he gets turned, uh, you know, he, he gets he gets turned on by his by his friends and they beat the living mess out of him and leave him in a bloody pile laying there. But the crowd still boos him and doesn't want to cheer for the guy. You know, he's trying to get revenge from getting beat up. A story we can all understand because yeah. we've all been wrong. Maybe you haven't been dropped off my show, but you have been wronged here. Right. Uh huh. Now let's now let's fast forward to the to the present. We have a man who does nothing but beat up good guys. <laughs> he, re, he he quote unquote beats up a guy so bad that he's just never seen on TV again after smashing his head into a, a, a guardrail or whatever, right? He beats up number good guys till the Royal Rumble happens, and then he wins the Royal Rumble. And because he won the Royal Rumble and pointed at the sign. He is now the new top babyface in the company for no reason. Has done nothing of any kind of reconciliation, nothing of any kind of social, moral decorum or anything. Just won the rumble and point at the sign. My question is this. Why did Randy Orton get booed and Drew McIntyre get cheered? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's Randy Orton and he was too young for it. You remember... I think it was, I don't remember what year it was, but it was one of the Money in the Bank matches that Drew McIntyre was in when he was still the, you know, the uh, the future Drew McIntyre. And every time he would go up, I think it was the same year Jack Swagger won it. And every time he would go up to grab it, the fans would boo the living bejesus out of him because they knew that Drew McIntyre was Vince's guy. So he almost was at the point of getting booed like Randy Orton was. But because he went away did his thing, got all muscly and more hairy, actually, and then came back. Now we can cheer him because he's paid his dues. But back then, it was because he was too green and Vince was it was all high on uh, Vince's radar. So that's, he did get booed, though, really, really bad. Randy Orton just deserves it because Randy Orton's an asshole. I guess. I still don't get – I mean, no, I'm not – nothing against Drew McIntyre. I like the guy. But I don't see why all of a sudden he's like, oh, man, he's a good guy now because he pointed at the WrestleMania sign. I don't get it. He didn't do anything. <laughs> That's Vince. Vince. Vince loves the guy. What? Vince knows he's a big draw. He's a big, tall dude who's fast and quick and can actually talk. You know, if it wasn't for the whole no crowd thing and everything like that, McIntyre, he would be that next big guy, in my opinion. I think he was definitely on that path, except for the counting thing. I thought the counting thing was pretty dumb. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, they, let him, they let him smash the giant mechanical spider. Uh, I still don't see why he's getting cheered. It doesn't make any sense to me. Not against the guy, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him win at WrestleMania. I just, I, I don't get where the medium is. Where like, I feel personally to be cheered to me, you got to do something that's positive. And he's done virtually nothing. He was a dick going into the Royal Rumble, and then he just happened to, to, to knock out Brock Lesnar with the help of Ricochet. And and now all of a sudden he's you know Mister Yay Drew McIntyre Ooh, hey kid look at that guy man that's a good guy I don't get it yeah I mean I don't get it either I'm trying to find I'm trying to pull something out of my rear end for that but yeah I got nothing I don't know why they decided to go with McIntyre other than the fact that you know Vince is high on him 
But nah, I guess he's our you know he's our white hope now. I guess um, shifting gears a little bit. We talked a lot of WWE. I know you want to talk about AEW. Uh, I want to say this: there's some AEW stuff I like. There's a lot more AEW stuff I don't like. The stuff that frustrates me. Certain people getting time on camera. I'm looking at you, Dark Order. I'm not feeling it. Don't see the point. Once again, it's not my company. I don't like the Lucha, the 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 the, the, the Jurassic Express. Once again, didn't make any sense to me. Not a big guy on midgets. I don't like it. Wait, which one's the midget? Marco Stunt. He's not a midget. What's he weigh? He's like average size, bro. Average size for who? For you know, a small guy. <laughs> Yeah, I was, no, no, he's the world's tallest midget. Let it rock. Okay, so he's the world's tallest midget, but I mean, you're not supposed to take him that seriously. He might get you now and then, but he's still no, no. There's my and, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Once again, I said this. I love serious wrestling. I love wrestling where you can laugh at it. I love both. But there comes a time where, and, and I don't even want to talk Jim Cornette when I say this, but I don't want to see Marco Stunt get any offense on any guy that's twice his size. I don't want to see it because it doesn't make any sense to me. So, did you watch Pack versus Orange Cassidy? I did watch Pack versus Orange Cassidy. What did you think of that match? I think it went a little bit too long, um, but over uh, it was okay. I wish Pack didn't give Orange Cassidy so much offense because the offense he did get was kind of like the whole kick in the shins thing. I'm like, yo, if Pack's really Pack and he's this guy who's bitter about his WWE run. Goes to the UK and becomes all kinds of champions. Come back to the states and drops everybody on their neck. I'm cool with that. That guy should have been as soon as he got touched on the shins. He should have formed Cassidy's glasses right the hell off. The playing along with it was frustrated me the whole time. And I agree with you on that one um, because he. I, I do think that there was a little bit too much playing along. The pack should have been a little bit more just, you know, going after him, which would have cut the time on the match. But it's that type of comedy that I'm enjoying from AEW. It's they're they're taking themselves seriously, but they're having, which is something I also liked about being the elite. But I think that one, that's one thing that uh, hinders them is you kind of have to watch being the elite to understand what's going on in their TV. And I don't think they should do that. So that's one thing I don't like about them. I get you hundred percent, and and I get, and I put it on I put it on on WWE for that one thing that that they don't make you have to watch. Anything the train is moving along, no matter what. Like, oh, you didn't watch SmackDown? Here's what happened. You didn't watch NXT? Here's what happened. You know, there's nothing like, oh man, you didn't watch the Bump or that those ten other shows we show on the network? Don't worry about it. Those it's don't a very matter. big bouncing. In WWE, there are times when they do it wrong, and there's times when they do it right. And AEW, I think, needs to learn that when there is a balance of, um, you know, how to do exactly that. So. Yeah, hopefully AEW can figure that out and no, I get you. Uh, just keep improving because that's the one thing they have improved week in week out. They've you know tightened up their shows and everything. So you know, I, I give them you know there's definitely hope on the horizon, which is why I keep watching because I want to see them you know what they do next and how they improve and do things that I you know stop doing things I don't like. Hopefully, no, I agree. With you. I agree with you 100. I got to ask you this then, and this is going to be a Randy Orton heavy episode. Um, Randy Orton getting into arguments with guys at the gym for trying to take his picture. MJF yelling at kids at photo at at at, uh, at, at, at autograph signings. Which uh, one is more funnier to you or more hilarious? MJF is great. I, the flipping off the kids thing is hilarious, in my opinion. Because <laughs> I'm totally all about child free, and I don't like kids. So him flipping off the children—that's perfect for me. But you remember, this is a company that's going to come out with 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 action figures. I mean, I mean it's not like they're no, the. Okay, hold on. If MJF does get an action figure, because I don't think he has one this run, but if he does, and that he, he's getting, he's getting. I think he's he getting a series two, and he's flicking off. <laughs> like his, his action figure is flicking you off. I will. I would definitely buy that. Even if they have like the regular hands and then the secondary yeah, hands, this is the back, like very hidden. I think you can get away with it. 
I mean, I, I get you 100%. I just, I, I just saying like that. That's, that's, that's a jerk move, bro. I mean, it's a point. It's supposed to be a jerk move. You keep with the gimmick. The dude, I've never seen the dude play out of gimmick. Uh, even when I watched his Tough Enough audition tape, same gimmick. Exactly. So I can't be mad about it. I mean, uh, but tell me, tell me right now what what you like about AEW. What's AEW doing uh, right now? The one they're putting on good matches, and they're giving wrestlers the time to kind of show themselves in the match. Like I'm, I've become more fans. Like I've always been a fan of Pentagon Junior. Didn't really get Ray Phoenix. Like I got, I got him. That was the wrong choice of words. I just wasn't a fan. And this has made me a fan of Ray Phoenix. Like the whole Lucha Bros, them being the the tag team. That's really one thing I've enjoyed. Uh Um, And I'm enjoying the storytelling for the Elite and Hangman Page. I'm a huge Hangman Page fan. The fact that they're doing the slow turn for Hangman is looking like. I'm interested to see where they go and even if they go that route. So that's a couple of things. The storytelling, the comedy, they've been good. And they're throwing things at the wall. If it sticks, great. If it doesn't, they get rid of it and they go back to the drawing board. And that's what I like to see. I don't expect you to get it right all the time. But give me something different once in a while. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, hey, we got no ideas coming. Hmm. I'm not mad at you at all. Uh, I mean, I guess you're saying I, I don't like Luke Harper as, as the exalted one. I'm sorry. Brody, Brody Lee, I'm withholding judgment on that one. I want to see where they go and how his character pleasures out because he's being a totally character than he was in WWE. So I'm, I'm waiting to see if the story they're going to tell, one, I buy into him with this character, but if it also pulls me into the Dark Order. I don't know, man, only because of the fact that... And maybe to me, he doesn't seem like the guy who would be the exalted one. Like he, doesn't, like he seems like a loner to me. He doesn't have the guy who would be leading a group. Once again, you got to see how it goes. He's a big star with name recognition. You know, people see him and go, oh, man, I remember that guy. So, I mean, he makes sense to be in a dark order since nobody knows who the Super Smash Brothers are besides, you know, fans of inside, 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 <laughs> inside baseball. I, you know. And, I and so Jake the Snake Roberts I mean, would have made more sense than Jake the Snake Roberts with Lance Archer. I mean, but I'll give it to a man. They are trying their damnedest. I'll give it to, to, to both New Japan and, and AEW, they're like, we don't care how much money it costs, how much production now we got to take to do it. God damn it, we're going to make Lance Archer a did a good star. job with him in New Japan. Like, he had good matches. They were entertaining. I'm not saying he's the best damn wrestler in the world, but he's good for Heisman. But I just, I don't know. It's just I don't buy the whole everyone must die backwoods. Like, I'm, I guess I'm not, you know, country enough. For it, not that day, right? I don't know. I just don't get the whole Lance Archer thing. I give him credit for you know stumbling around. What, but... what, 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 what man? You 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 don't like the murder hawk? <laughs> Every time I hear that, I can't help but laugh. <laughs> the murder hawk. It, 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 it's it's like calling like calling yourself the violent eagle. It, it's just. The Albany Falcon. It just you can't take yourself seriously when you have a bird in your name, in my opinion. Like Coco Beware. Come on. Nah, man. Nah, man. Nah, man. I mean, I mean Marvin Ellis, but it's probably the Blood Jay. <laughs> the Blood Jay. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you're just saying. Uh, I, okay, so so that we've got. Our, we, I've let you get AW out of your system. Uh, I have to ask this then. Is it a shame? That over the course of the last three years, anybody of any importance has either moved on or, or well, pretty much moved on and basically gutted Ring of Honor to the point where it's virtually unwatchable. I, to me. I can't tell you the last time I watched the Ring of Honor show. I know Marty Scroll is heavily involved there, and it's a shame that I'm not watching him at least. But, you know, I, I can't. I just there's nothing about Ring of Honor anymore that makes me want to watch them. Like there's no defining feature. The great wrestling I could watch New Japan or I could watch AEW. The entertainment factor I could watch WWE. Like there's nothing making you want to turn on Ring of Honor and search for it. Which is another thing I still have to search for. It. And 
And that's the thing. I'm still shocked that they do not have an Orlando affiliate show in this thing when they really underestimate how much of wrestling fans are really, like, solid in Orlando. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. The The situation is that, and I believe it's like this, uh, ROH has always been the wrestling company. That's what they've always been. They never had to, they never had to argue about being the wrestling company. But now there are other wrestling companies. Like you said, we can watch a New Japan at the flick of the wrist. We can watch AEW, watch NXT. You can watch you NWA know, um, and go nobody's back and pretty much. <laughs> Basically, and, and, and as much as you get about the storylines, you know, some of the best wrestlers in the world are on the WWE main roster. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when they let it. So, so I mean, it's, so I don't know what ROH's niche is anymore. And it's terrible because I feel like they have some stars that gone to other locations would do amazing. Uh, a Marty Scroll, a Marty Scroll, or uh, a Briscoe Brothers would do damage in any of the other companies. Oh, I think Briscoe so Brothers far. with WWE's budget, they would, you know, WWE be them, they would wonders, especially in this day and age where they're more seasoned than they know they understand the business. Briscoe Brothers would be a beautiful, beautiful thing in WWE. Um, Silas Young, Young was a guy who I was really big on for a long time. I don't think now he would do anything big in WWE, but I thought he should be at least in NXT a couple of years ago. But now, other than Maurice Scroll, there's really not anybody I want to see in any other company, in my opinion. And that may be just the lack of being able to watch them because I was really no, into them for I, a while, but I, 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 now it's kind of harder. Because everybody you like exited, like the entire elite exited. Guys went to NXT. Guys went to 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 New Japan. You know, the, the if you try to watch the product now, it's virtually unrecognizable. Do you want to know who the champion? Jay was still there. Uh, I think Flip Gordon. If Flip Gordon were to go to NXT and and step his game up and learn from, you know, I know he's learning from guys, but to learn from like, you know, Shawn Michaels and 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 and, and Smiley and all them over there at the Performance Center, that dude could be, That's you know, the amazing. About Hangman Page, you know. One hundred percent. I think a Marty Skrull would would do damage in NXT. He'd do amazing in AEW. I want to see him versus Pac more. I want to see Pac fight anybody else in the world. I know they've had matches outside of major companies, but I want to see them fight in the major. Yeah, I, I I think I think Pac versus well Pac versus anyone he doesn't have access to would be a great match. In my opinion, he's one of those guys who can fight anyone. So I'm I'm excited to watch him, and I want him to have a bigger role in AEW. Like, I really want I, – I like the whole death triangle thing, but I really want Pac to be in that main event scene once the whole inner circle Moxley thing dies out. I guess so. But I feel, and I feel, I feel like and as much as, you know, I mean, Moxley's probably happy with what he's doing, but they've made, they've made me really not care about his character at this point because – that whole thing with Jericho reeked of WWE storytelling. Yeah, you can definitely tell that they had the 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 formatting that WWE would normally do. Like they brought that over, which WWE, when they're on top of their game, their storytelling format is awesome. So I, I think you know you were gonna smell a little bit of that that WWE smell from you know residual effect from those two guys, especially. I don't think they've built anybody enough outside of the elite that makes that looks like a challenge to Moxley. You have to either bring somebody else in completely fresh, or or build somebody up from the inside. But right now, I don't even see anybody that they've built on a role like that. That what I would even think oh, could take Ward the Lord away from Moxley. Bro, just call a nigga Warlord, bro. Just call him fucking Warlord and just call it a day. Just copyright the name. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. I love that name so much. <laughs> I hate that name, bro. I was like, cause I, and I'm mad because I remember, I remember during, during Duck, was it, was it Double or Nothing? And, and, and they were like, yo, man. And they showed a little trailer for, for who he was. I'm like, oh, man, dude, was kind of jacked. I like this little cinematic thing. I mean, it's kind of weird, though, that he'd be just doing wrestling moves in a street fight, but whatever, I'll take it where I can get. And then, like, yo, man, Wardlow's coming. And I was like, nah, my screen froze. That obviously says Warlord. I'm fucked up. I must be I must be dyslexic all of a sudden. And then, like, nah, man, it's Wardlow. And I was like, I don't care what that guy is. Oh. Uh, 
It's very few times where 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 I see a guy and I go and I, and the name. Makes yeah, me go, like, I'm it, out. It, it's it, it's kind of like uh, theme music. Like if you pick a really bad song, you're gonna kill the character for me. Like I'm very big on the entrance everything, so mm-hmm. the name is definitely they they struck out on the name or terribly. Uh, I, as a, so then I'll ask you this question and and and, and we'll kind of put this to Tori starts wrapping it up a little bit. Um, best wrestler wrestling in any of the companies we've listed with the worst or most inappropriate to them theme music right Ooh, now. Oh, yeah, go ahead and go, first. Want, I need go a first. moment on this one. Bro, with a burning passion in my soul, and I will say this, I will go to Connecticut, I will stand in front of the corporate office and say this at the top of my lungs right now, all right? Y'all keep fucking up. I hate Cesaro's music with a passion. I hate I hate every song you've ever given him, except for the first when he first came out, gave him that European rap song. Like, I'll ride with that. But every other song has been buns after buns after buns. And I'm like, come on. The man speaks like six languages. He's freaking an Adonis. The man's got mad muscles. He can do anything he wants to do in the ring. And I keep getting on these bun ass theme songs, bro. And I don't understand it. Yeah, his theme songs are pretty bad. I just I like it when he was just using Mrs. Theme song for a little while because that worked. Sadly, that worked better than anything else. Um, but it wasn't great. It just was better than any alternative. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll take a punch in the arm over a kick in the dick. Yeah, sure, but it's not great either way. Yeah, okay, yeah. When you put it like that, then yeah, pretty much no matter what, you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> I would say for me there's two of them one from AEW one from WWE MJF and AJ Styles I, I okay I, I, I will say MJF I don't hate it they just need to turn it up it's a whisper like, like it's probably on volume 3 turn that shit up to like 8 and I'll be cool with it I don't hate the song it's just always super duper low so, like, if you just played the song the way they play it and didn't have a Titan Tron, I'd have no so idea what's coming MJF, out. MJF, I think that he's that song is too hood for him. Yeah, it's but not, I think the beat is too hood for MJF. That is too, it's not, it doesn't fit. Maybe, maybe, that's fine design, maybe that's supposed to make me hate him more. So, uh, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that is supposed to be like that. But AJ Styles, just the whole, I, I haven't liked that song since the beginning. I I don't know, man. I have to argue with you on AJ Styles one on because I, I I okay, I was I did go to that rumble and and I didn't know who it was when that song first hit. And was I surprised it wasn't a black dude? Sure. You know, but 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 then you know it was AJ Styles so I was excited. And I, I kinda dig it only because of the fact of the other songs that he's had. And to me, AJ Styles has virtually never had a bad song to me. Uh and I, I like it. I think, it, I mean, even though it was originally for J, James Storm originally, and it never got, he never got to use it, which I think would have been completely terrible for James yeah, Storm. It would have been completely terrible for uh, James Storm. It would have been comparable for James Storm, but I think, I think it, I think, uh, I think, it, I think it works for AJ Styles. I like it. I like it for AJ Styles. I was more of a fan um, of the, the theme he was using for Ring of Honor, but I think it was called Demigods. But it, it, that rap worked. I did like this one. This one was a little bit too country for me. I, mean, just, I don't like the country, you, so you, that might be me. But I don't know. Just never. But he's from. He's I, from, I, he's I know from he's Georgia. from Georgia, but don't mean he have to be. You no, know, he might not be all. You know, he is pretty much all country. But I don't think he listens to rap. Like that one threw me off too. He does not look like a rap guy. I think he listens to a little bit of rap, but I'll say this then. Then. Uh, like, do you remember his 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 uh, the beginning of his song when he was in TNA Prime? That, oh, Get yeah. ready to fly. Yes. <laughs> I am. I am. If he came out to that, I'd have lost my mind. If he came out to that, best like, moment oh, of that is when it was eight. No, no, no. Uh, it was I think Main Event Mafia versus Eight Season Eight, and he came out with that whole broken AJ Styles mm-hmm. music, and then it stopped, and then it came. He, the phenomenal song came back, and everyone lost their shit. That is one of my favorite DNA moments with that AJ song. Well, oh, I imagine you that at all. That was that was that was amazing. I always love AJ Styles' song. Um, I will say this: the 
the the two things last two things I'm about the interest things is number one, I will pay whatever money they want me to to find out who originally the glorious Bobby Roode theme was for originally. I will pay every dollar I own. Wasn't originally for the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Classic? No, I don't believe so because it was years before the Cruiserweight Classic. He came. No, it was before that. The before no, I will tell you right now because I'm looking at my. I'm looking at. I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at my wall of tickets. The Cruiserweight Classic was in July of 2016. He was already on the. He was already on on the main roster. By really. Then. At least, or at least, or at least, already, already in in uh, yeah, NXT. I, I, I'm pretty damn wrong. <laughs> I mean, let me let me let me check. Uh, in the meantime, I'm looking this up. Um, on the opposite, I'll pay any of my money to find out who it was originally for. On the opposite side of that, um, the only song I've heard that are worth downloading in the last five years has been Cody Rhodes' song that he's had the entire time he's been oh, um, quote-unquote independent. The, uh, the song he's been with, uh, Downtrade, uh, Kingdom. That song's good. Will Ospreay's mm-hmm. song, Elevated. That song is awesome. But if you go to Spotify, if anyone has Spotify, they have a whole bunch of wrestling themes, and AEW has some of their themes on there, and the Best Friends theme is on there. And that is a kick-ass theme. Maybe that best friends. Whatever it does. Um, I'll tell. Okay, so you might you might be right, but maybe not. So his his NXT debut. I think I lost him. Oh, uh, I, you were right. Uh, the Bob, Bobby Roode's uh, appear, uh, sorry, debut was in August of 2016. Kool-Aid Classic was in July of 2016. But I don't see how Glorious would have been the theme song of that personally, just because it seems a little well, slow. Well, they did end up changing it. <laughs> but I think I remember an uh, interview with Gargano, maybe? And he's the one who said that it was usually for that. And then it ended up being Bobby Roode's theme. That's why him and Tommaso started doing that whole um, glorious uh, bits on a vine or whatever. I did love those. They were on Twitter too, and I love those. I was watching that the whole that whole summer. I kept watching those. those and that's the thing, like, it's those little small things that the wrestlers do. Like with the social media, that's one thing I'll give them credit is they do find ways to get me to still, you know, watch them and keep intrigued with them, even though I'm not happy with WWE a lot of times. No, you're right, 100%. I, I was whatever about Dolph Ziggler until I until he started appearing on on E on Z True Long a True True Long Island Story, and I fell in love with Dolph Ziggler on there just because I don't know something he was able to show his personality. And I was like, yep, I ride. I ride with Dolph Ziggler. And it says that I've been a Dolph Ziggler mark, and that's happened mm-hmm. going on, what, the last 10 years? That was, that's the same so way I, I ain't even um, mad about it. Uh, Zack Ryder. I'll always be a Zack Ryder mark because of uh, Z True, uh, True Long Island Stories, whatever it's called. I'm saying it. And, and then uh, it's, it's – I, and again, social media definitely does help, especially when they do when they do a lot of things where you can tell it's kind of like it's not for the company; it's for them specifically, and something that I can laugh at and I go, "Oh man, that's awesome!" There are real people just exactly. like us. It's probably, it's probably the only reason why I watch Total Divas because when I found out how big of a jerk John Cena was in real life, I was like, "That's my nigga, bro!" Because I would say that same stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm nothing can make me watch Total Divas. You beat me on that one. I'm gonna make you watch it. I'm going to make you watch it because I'm going to find just all of the John Cena segments and I'm going to make you watch just the John Cena segments that I feel that you Do would that, really I will enjoy. gladly review and that I will tell this. That's as much as you are told even. Because you've never lived. You've never lived. You've never loved a man as much as I love the man. When you see John Cena sitting at this table, knowing he's a millionaire, talking to people who make a lot of money, but they're not millionaires. And he's, but he's a grown-ass adult. He's like, yo, so number one, dinner's at this time. Tell him, grow me one to eat. Dinner's at 6 p.m. 
every night. Dress is formal. By the way, door lock at nine o'clock. This is Florida. This is a a a a was it a, a stand your ground state? I do have a gun. Don't be any later than that. <laughs> Two grown ass people. <laughs> when dinner's over, the the women will go to the parlor. The men will go to the smoking room. And he's just telling. And he's not like asking people's opinion. He is telling these other grown ass people how they gotta live in his house. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then he's like, and he's like, yo, by the way, I don't like pets, but his girlfriend brings a dog in. So one episode, my man goes by the pool, the dog comes running up to him, and the dog scratches him on the leg. It was probably like a gash, it's probably like two centimeters long. It drew a little bit of blood. But Josh Cedar goes, that's it. Dog's out of here. And when I tell you, that dog is not seen ever again. <laughs> and that's just a couple snippets of like, I'm supposed to judge it. And he's saying it in the exact tone I'm saying it. Like, there's no laughs, it's not like, ha ha. He is saying it like, yo, I'm serious, <laughs> like, legit. And I'm like, yo, Josh Cedar turned heel, bro. He turned heel, but, he, but no, I saw it. You find me those bits, and I will definitely watch it. Bro, I, I got to fight him just for myself. Just like, heel again. There's nothing funnier than that. Just see a Josh Cedar be the scumbag that I know he is. And I'm like, that's a real nigga right there. I bust him. But, uh, but look, last moments. This is the last time you have a public forum, really, to talk about how you feel about this coming Sunday. Anything else you like I just that? hope they prove me wrong. You know, I'm expecting nothing. So my, my barometers are already low enough as it is. As long as they make this somewhat entertaining, entertaining, excuse me, I will be straight, I'll be happy. Give me two nights of entertainment wrestling and I'll be fine. Uh, I can't argue with you on that at all. Um, I'll say to me, my barometer is so low right now. The only way that they can, they can legitimately not raise the bar for me would be if it was just Vince McMahon coming out in full HD and just drown the bag of punches. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as they as long as they do better than that, then it may be a success in my eyes. Because I'm oh, one can only hope the they achieve that greatness. <laughs> <laughs> and just notice I want this to be known because I'm gonna post this right now. If this man comes out and drowns a bag of puppies, I fucking called it, <laughs> and, and and I I and I have no shit. At this point, to get the heat, progress. I can see them doing it. You 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 I have to watch the next night, wouldn't you? you? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so cool, Steve. All stuff was great, but last night he dropped it back to puppies, That's almost though. as bad as Earthquake squashing Damien the Snake. Uh, on that note, good night, everybody. Take care. We'll see you guys after Mania.